Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser along with my friend Troy Peverall, and we are finishing up a series uh, where we're talking about uh, kindness during war, which can sound like a little bit of a weird title, right, Troy? Yeah. It can, but uh, it has been a great conversation, and it's probably not exactly what you think. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to our first two episodes, we would highly encourage that you do that. But it's essentially the idea of, of we're all in a battle and, and a war all the time, yeah. and, and how do we sort of live into who God's called us to be? Troy, how, how would you sort of categorize what it is we're talking about? Exactly that, just um, having the place and space where we – you know, have the wherewithal to just know that as difficult as life is and all the ways that we're feeling it uh, and all the angles of battle that seem to come at us, um, the importance of just being kind to ourselves uh, and what that actually looks like. And this comes from just uh, a couple months ago where I had uh, purposefully and diligently tried to be faithful to something that I used to do regularly each month, and that was take a break from my day, my life, and go out and enjoy an activity. I'm Prior to 2020, I would pick usually one of three and sometimes would branch out a little further, but I would either go kayak or I'd go golf or I'd take a bike ride, um, usually once a week. And um, one of those and so i had not done i have not done this regularly in the last three going on four years so i made myself got up took a bike ride and i drove over uh down off the waterway here in uh, wilmington north carolina and sat there and just looked out at the marshland um, and i was just hit in those moments like and heard this this gentle voice of Troy, you you need to be kind to yourself, and so it was good timing and a reminder because so much of my personal life and just life in general, at every angle, so many difficulties coming, and I had realized that I was not purposefully stepping aside during the battles of life to to be kind in that space and time, and I. I needed that, and I need that. And I used to not even necessarily call it a discipline, but now I think it really is getting back to that disciplining myself to do this. Um, and the goodness that comes from that, you can't, you can't even put money on. Yeah, I agree totally. And, yeah. and you know, but both of us have talked about how, as we talk to people, you know, you in the counseling space, me kind of here at church, and, and it's just so many people are in the rat race, they're tired, they're exhausted, they're frustrated, and 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 they feel like they can't really be kind to themselves. Yeah. And part of the ways that I know I think about it, and I think I mentioned this in one of our other conversations, is we just have to give ourselves permission to be kind to ourselves, to right? To, to not have to be in the grind all the time and to, to just continue to work. We've got to slow down yeah. and be able to do it. Well, a couple of things that, so that we've already talked about over the last couple of episodes, kind of principles of, of kindness in war. And I'm just going to go through these very quickly and then we're going to pick up again. If you want to kind of dig deeper into these, you can go back and listen to one of our last 
two episodes. But the first thing we have to do is declare war. Uh, just recognize that we're in a war and there are battles every single day. Um, second is we have to ask, am I striving or am I trusting? And that's a little bit, I think, of what I'm talking about is we, we strive yeah. so many places and so often in life. And, and I have to learn how to really trust God in the midst of all this. Uh, number three is get back to the present. I mean, oftentimes we live in the past or we live in the future. I love this this principle, Troy, because uh, so many people struggle with living in the present because they are regretting things that they've done in the past or they have fear and anxiety around what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. And so we've got to understand that the presence of God is found in the present with right. God. Right. Uh, number four is we have to remember that the kindness of the Lord or the mercy of the Lord leads us to repentance, that we need to be repenting for our sin and for maybe some of the things that have gotten us into this place where yeah. we are in all these battles. And then uh, number five, understanding that forgiveness is a key piece of this. There's a kind of a forgiveness that we have to receive from God, which goes back to the repentance in number four. And there's kind of a forgiveness with others where we need to learn how to forgive others in the midst of all these things. So Troy, can, so anything good. that you want to say about the first five things before we jump into number six? I mean, first of all, just there's not a, <clears throat> there's not a, hey, this is the list. And if you just do these things. That's right. Not a checklist. Uh, no, right. Yeah. But there are so many things. And some of the listeners right now can probably even add to what we're talking about of how it is that you practice you know, putting yourself in a place to receive God's kindness to you. And some of those things obviously are going to be made up of what it is that you're doing to be kind to yourself uh, during the battles of life. <clears throat> we just, we have more resilience, I think, than we realize. But at the same time, I think we can break down more than we realize. And if we have either end of those, I think it's almost like a question of our condition, uh, not from the standpoint of the specific battles, but the standpoint of how am I walking through these battles? And there's no shame in the battles. Um, but I think it's actually, again, this first one of just recognizing that, you know, in a war, I mean, we want to run. And there's a part of me that that's in my nature. I just want to get away from conflict or get away from this difficult time. Um but I need to recognize that this battle and these battles are not with people while they involve people. Ultimately they're not with people. Um, they are against, they are with principalities. They are things that are happening that are out of our control. And if I only see a human being, if I only see these difficulties in these battles with people, um, I will grow more weary in that fight. I need to recognize more than that, that, that the battle is more about the condition of the human heart. And while I'm in this, these battles, which is why we call it a war, um, because a war is not made up of just one battle, um, there are many things happening. And I need to declare that war to say, I'm going to be a participant in this and not be defeated by these battles. So the questions become, how do I do this? Yeah, that's great. And all these things that you're talking about are just incredibly practical things on how to do it. Yeah. Okay, so number six. The the the, the sixth one, I would, you know, I, I just would say prayerful steps of faith while we are at the same time learning to abandon our fears. And and I go to those those specific words because Steps of faith always please God. And even, even when I know that we take steps 
and the outcome of those steps of faith may not be what we anticipated, may even be what we, you know, we did not expect at all. And yet you look at a couple of verses in the Bible that it's impossible to please God without faith. And so I don't even think it's the, the steps of faith in the right direction only. I think it's steps of faith, living life in a way. But I would add this prayerful piece because obviously you don't want to step in faith in the wrong direction. It's kind of crazy. So I think living a life out of faith is just the DNA of the person that, that, that lives in us in the form of Jesus Christ. Paul wanted to go over here. He wanted to go over here in faith, and the Holy Spirit stopped him. And so, again, Paul's faith was correct, but his movement was determined by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I just love that that way of living. And, I've, and Chris, we've mentioned you being an optimist in life. I was speaking with someone else this week that I would put that tag on that person. And just the way in which you operate of believing, you know, in, in the best as possible, um, but I would also add, like, gosh, I need the guidance of the Holy Spirit, so I need to go into that place of prayer so that I am th- truly transitioning to God. You're, you lead here mm-hmm. as I step here. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that's great. And, and I, I need the Holy Spirit to, to help lead me into, maybe I don't need to be quite so optimistic all the time. Maybe I need to be a little more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and that's why yeah, the right. prayer thing helps that too. But that's right. I that's think right. the abandoning fear part of this um, prayer, prayerful steps of faith while we abandon fear. Yeah. Um, there's just, it's okay to be afraid, but it's not okay to be, uh, or have the paral- par- being paralyzed by fear. I think fear is a human trait, yep. but we can't, we have to learn to get away from that more and more and more, especially when we are in these battles because fear, as we know, can be so consuming yep. and it shows up through worries. It shows up through anxieties. It shows up through just totally feeling like you're immobile and that that prayerful steps of faith while you learn to abandon fear i think i just would add as a, an important part as to how to be kind to yourself yeah that's so important i agree okay well there's something else that we kind of need to know in the midst of these battles so what would you say we are we have a we have god has given us his written word he and he's given us his living word his living word lives inside the believer but his written word is something that he orchestrated through the, through time and gave it to us. And in that, in the word of God, there is guidance, and so much of God's presence can be experienced when we simply open up His word and learn and read and share with others. I sometimes almost feel like God's spirit, although I know He lives in me, jumps up off of that the pages I'm reading. And it's like just something wake up wakes up inside of me. And I know it's that the spirit of the Lord is resonating obviously with truth, right. which is right there in what we're reading. And I I don't know, you know, how we can think for a moment that we can move in directions in a battle without having God's truth. And what is that? And we have it all all around us. And the Bible's laying around our 
our churches and yeah. laying around our home homes. I mean, we need to, to know it. If we don't know it, I think it leaves us in the dark. Well, and one of the things I think we need to be careful about too is not just thinking that we can know it enough by listening to other people talk about it. Right. You know, oftentimes I think we'll we'll, you know, think going to church and hearing a sermon or listening to something online and it's someone else talking about the word yeah. is sufficient where the reality is is we have to jump into it ourselves yeah. and know it ourselves and interact with it in that way. Okay, what's the next That's one? That's really good. Um, staying close to your vision by staying in prayer and in his presence. Um, this, you know, you, you could ask, okay, what do you mean my vision? And I, I would just go to this place that God has a purpose for your life. And that purpose, whatever that is, and I don't think it's a one thing only, but he's so real and so genuine and wants us to know him so personally that I believe he gives us a vision in life or about life or about events, about things in life. Yet I need to know those things. And again, I would go to this place without a personal relationship with Christ, without an, uh, you know reading his word, I'm leaving myself, short-circuiting myself in the midst of this battle. And I think staying close to the vision with what God has given me in life through prayer and his presence is important. There's a verse that talks about, you know, without a vision, the people uh, perish. And another version of that is without a vision, the people cast off restraint. I love this, both of those, but I love the second one because to me what that tells me is without a vision, whether it's for my marriage, whether it's for my ministry, whether it's for the work that I do, which is our ministry, whether it is for our family, whether it is for decisions, without a vision, we cast off restraint, meaning we don't say no to all of this over here. We tend to say yes to all of this because we have no awareness of God's purpose and vision. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a boundary and we don't say no. And that can be catastrophic to your marriage. It can be catastrophic to different things in life simply because you don't have a narrow focus of what God has given you in your prayer life and through his word. That is such a good word for me uh, in so many different ways that we'll have to talk about on another podcast. Uh, oh, anyway, wow. we've got to take well, a quick... Now you make, you make me want to know, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute on A Voice of Hope. Hey, thanks for listening to A Voice of Hope, a nonprofit listener-supported podcast where we encourage our listeners to share their stories as we encourage others. Life is hard, and we get it, but we believe that God uses everything in a person's life to bring about His good. When we share what God is doing in our lives in simple ways with others, we're inspiring hope and maybe even some positive change. With a casual conversation between our hosts, Troy Peverall and Chris Sasser, along with their guest, we navigate challenges, share victories, and inspire our listeners to become a voice of hope in their life and community. And that's it. That's what we're all about. We all have stories and we would love to share yours. So check us out on the web at avoiceofhope.me. That's avoiceofhope.me. Here you can send us an email, get to know us better, and find a secure place to give. And one more thing. Thanks for sharing this podcast with your friends. When you do so, you're helping us to reach farther with helpful stories for hopeful living. Well, hello and welcome back to A Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser and Troy Peverall having a conversation around how can we be kind to ourselves in the midst of the battles that we face and ultimately the war that we're in. And so, Troy, keep rolling with uh, some more principles for us. 
You know, sometimes, Chris, just staying on this one uh, principle of, you know, knowing the vision that God has given you in life, um, I go back to a specific time and have for all of these years, and I was about 21 years old, and my my call to follow Jesus was very incredibly profound for me in that time, and it was very, over a period of two or three days, one one message after the other and events after the other and he woke me up and so the words he gave me during that time was so specific that if i were to fall if i keep my eyes on him he was going to do something in my life and it was specific as to how that would happen i did not know but i still to this day sometimes when i am you know feel like i'm just going over here to this bottle or trying to put out this bottle or dealing with my own bottles I realize that sometimes I have got my hands in so many battles that I have lost myself. And the clarity to stop and step back and say, wait a minute, he has called me to this. He has not called me to some of these things. So what I'm saying here is that a lot of the battles that we are in come from the fact that we did not say no, Mm -hmm. that we didn't cast out we cast it off for strength. We didn't push back yeah. because we did not stay the course on a vision. So when I come back to that vision, it's like so simple. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's it, a lot of times it tells me the things that I'm doing in life, they're not bad. They're good things, but they're, they're not what I should be doing. And it's the old saying, you know, what is the enemy of the best? It's, yeah, it's that's the right. good. And so this has been, is very important. I think when we operate like this, I think this is actually being kind to my soul. Sure. And so. To identify what the vision really is and yeah, stay to that. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. That's good. Um, another one I would go to is, is just um, being biblical. And I, I so. I this made, is going to be so fun to hear you <laughs> no, say this. I got to, I got to be really careful here because, no, I don't. I'm not going to be careful. All the listeners. I'm going to trust God in this. <laughs> But I know that we're just so we're so wrapped up in our country, um, and have been for years, and we're now globally seeing uh, a p- political world, a p- policies, and people that are trying to follow a narrative, and and I was thinking recently that I think as a believer there is such a wearing down effect that we get fed up with politics, and this thought hit me. Uh, recently, that I think that that getting fed up is actually a tool of the enemy. Because I think what happens when we are fed up, there's a part of us that gives up. And we just kind of become complacent. We no longer are fighting for, for what is right and good. We are just bowing down because we're tired. And we don't want to get political. So in a sense, I think that that would be the enemy's goal, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think what we need to do is remember to be biblical before we are political. Um, the the believer, the enemy is trying to get us to that place where we're fed up with the politics of this world, because if we do, we give up. But if we know the scriptures, then here is where truth is revealed, that we won't give up. But I think, in essence, as we see time evolving will actually look up. And what I mean by that is the time is drawing closer to to the return of Christ. 
And I know we've been saying that for thousands of years, but God has given us things in his word that is really pretty clear in the sense of events that we would see. Jesus did not rebuke his disciples for asking when we would know that. And he gave him gave them right in the New Testament and in the Old Testament what to just keep your eyes on. And he said real clearly that when you see these things, look up. So here's the thing. Being kind to myself in this war is knowing that there's a battle plan. Mm-hmm. And the plan has been given to us. And that I have learned over the last few years more so than ever. By knowing the scriptures and knowing what God says, it makes my soul in this, these, this battle, in this greater war, not fear, but get excited. Not for, for there's a downside to it, no doubt. But it's like I am not left alone without the knowledge of God that he's given us through scriptures. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have a battle plan inside of our war, which God gave to us, I'm not the commander in chief. He is. And so that that is actually being kind to myself that I would tend to his word and know what his word teaches. So again, when these things happen, we look up and because our redemption is drawing near. There's hope in that. And so while there's the battle, there is such great hope knowing that we're getting ready closer and closer to possibly not being here. Mm-hmm, yeah. Where are we going? And that is exciting. And yeah. so we win this war. Yeah. And I love the analogy of looking up because I think when we focus on the political more than we focus the biblical, we're clearly looking down, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, like our, oh, yeah. our heads are down. We're looking at the things of this world. We're looking at things that we, we kind of can't control. We let yeah. that spiral us, you know, yeah. out of our mind in some way, shape or form, or we just get fed up. But, 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 Staying biblical instead of political is definitely looking up to what God is doing. You know, Chris, and trusting that you're right. And so much of what you just described there, I I hear so much, and I see it. Even if they can't, if people can't really say it as much, what I see is they're fed up. Mm-hmm. They're they're give they're giving yeah. up. Yeah, and they're they feel they feel hopeless. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that is exactly what the enemy would want us to do is be fed up with politics and almost set it down because we're fed up with it. In a sense, we're giving up if we we sacrifice in that process, knowing that there's truth that we actually can attach ourselves to that was given to us. There's a sense of hope in that. Yeah, that's right. I think we need to call believers more and more back to what are those truths? You know, here's the thing. I'm a student, Chris. I don't know all of the, all of these things, and I think we need to remain students, and and just you can't teach a man what he thinks he already knows. Yes. And so, go in as a student and learn. Don't be afraid. You're going to hear different things from biblical teachers. They don't all agree, but here, stay the course yep. because there is a right, and we're going to have this revealed and seen to us at some point. This is exciting, mm-hmm. and this, it shouldn't render us hopeless in this war. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Got a couple more to cover. Got a couple more. So another one I think being kind to ourselves in in the war here is to start destroying the, the division that's been created by the enemy using people, politics, all the above with our own fellow believer. This, in Galatians, it talks about doing good to other people, and it actually says especially to other believers. And I think, I think that is so good and relevant right now. This is my Christian brother and my Christian sister. And while I may not agree on things, I cannot let those disagreements divide me. That is the enemy's tool to divide an army. 
We need to fight together and we have enough common ground without having to agree on all the, the things or yep, views. That's right. We have enough common ground in that Jesus lives in the true believer. That is what makes you my brother and sister. We need to do good and be good so that we are not dividing ourselves. Another one I would go to is just, you know, I don't know how to say this other than start leaving social influences at the uh, at the point of your understanding how it's affecting you negatively if you need to step away get away you're to be more influenced by god and his his children that are walking with him more than you need to be uh, following what is all over our technology Um, the world doesn't know the truth god has the truth and we need to spend and therefore lay down more and more of technology and social media and start walking towards mm-hmm. God. What are you teaching us? What are you showing us? What's in your word? What do I get in this relationship with other believers? Lay the social media and all of these news media and this stuff more and more and more down. Yeah, that's um, great. I all think right. this is kindness to our soul. I totally agree. And, and I, I feel like even in the younger generation that is so tethered to social media and that kind of influence, I feel like they understand how much that brings them down. Yeah, And I do see a glimmer of younger, the younger generation, especially walking away from it. Absolutely. Um, because they know they need a better influence yeah. in their life. Okay. Last one. Um, this is really good. You, <laughs> I think in our information world, there is just so much at our fingertips to kind of know and to seek knowledge about. If I have a question, I ask our friend Google. I think that we, we so are seeking information and trying to find a peace through that, that we need to back up and say, wait a minute, knowledge is not going to give me peace. Now, I'm not saying we stick our head in the sand, but I don't need to know everything. And there's a verse mm-hmm. that says that it is to God's glory that he conceals a matter. And it's like God has all information, and he is saying, and sometimes you don't need to know that. And I think, wow, so knowledge is not what's going to bring me this place of peace. God brings me this place of peace. This is the picture of trust. And the question is, what is our faith worth worth if I am only trying to seek knowledge constantly? Yeah, that feels like another one that we could have just a whole conversation about, right? Because we all do want to know kind of everything. Yes, we do. Well, we got to go today. Thanks for listening to us. We hope you've enjoyed your time together. If you want more information about the ministry, you can go to a voiceofhope.me and uh, there you can learn more about what we're doing and you can uh, make a donation. We'd love to have you do that. We'll talk to you next time on A Voice of Hope.